Welcome back to Knob Medieval History. This week's episode is a medieval misconception. Cotton was not available in Europe during the Middle Ages. A common misconception I have heard in the medieval recreation world is that cotton was not worn in the Middle Ages in Europe. Not all reenactors state this, but the argument does come up often in certain circles. The question should not be whether or not cotton was available in Europe. Instead, it should be discussed in what regions the material was available and how it was used. There is also the fact that what we call the Middle Ages covers quite a few centuries. Going by Western notation of the era, the early Middle Ages, also known as the Dark Ages, is generally dated between the 5th and 10th centuries. The High Middle Ages date around the 11th through 13th centuries. Finally, the Late Middle Ages led to the Renaissance from the 13th through 15th century. This is approximately 1,000 years. Just consider the United States or even England 1,000 years ago. These regions were vastly different and trade has changed drastically in this time. Why would the Middle Ages in Europe, a continent with various cultures and kingdoms, be any different? Where does this misconception come from? I am not certain. If any of our listeners have an idea, please let us know. I can only speculate and even then my thoughts may be a bit far-fetched. Maybe because the few extant pieces of cotton garments we have in museums are from Northern Africa and the Middle East, while most of the extant pieces from Europe are linen, wool, or silk. Unfortunately, this plays into the premise that if evidence of a creation or practice does not remain, then it did not exist in the Middle Ages. This is faulty logic, which reenactors can sometimes fall prey to. Maybe some are more familiar with the East India Trading Company engaging in direct trade with India and bringing cotton into England at a cheaper rate, and thus do not realize cotton was already traded in Europe. There is also the association of cotton with the American southern states. In America, there is a clear picture of slaves in the southern states picking cotton. Some end up thinking cotton was like the potato and tomato, a New World import to Europe. So where do we begin? Well, this topic needs a little more digging into the past. Evidence of cotton growing in India dates back thousands of years. Seeds, as well as raw materials, were exported to the Middle East. Cotton was used everywhere in these regions during antiquity. Bed linens, towels, curtains, etc. were often made from cotton. Raw cotton was stuffed into mattresses and pillows. That covers household goods, but what about garments? Like mentioned earlier, we have extant garments from Egypt, which predate the European Middle Ages. Cotton was also a popular fiber to use for funeral shrouds. The wealthy often had fine cloaks, turbans, sashes, and tunics made from cotton. Cotton thread was dyed and used to embroider garments. If it sounds like cotton was a luxury product primarily for the wealthy, let me disabuse you of that notion. Historians found records of different grades of cotton products. Finer cotton was generally for the wealthy but lower quality goods were available for the poor as well. As the Arabs conquered land in the Western Mediterranean, cotton was brought to North Africa, Spain, Sicily, and Southern Italy. Slowly, cotton made its way further into Europe. This was not only the raw material after harvest, but again, cotton seeds. Cotton farms flourished in Southern Italy. Along with the materials, industry quickly followed. Usually, cotton cloth production in Italy was for local consumption. This was in the early medieval period. As early as the 12th century, cotton products were transported from Italy to French lands. There are records of words for cotton in both Provençal, Alcoto, and Old French, Acoton, at this time. Through ports in Marseille and other areas of Languedoc, southern France, 
Cotton products made their way as far north as Flanders. Cotton for candle wicks, gloves, and caps was a popular commodity. In the 13th century, cotton goods moved all the way up into southern Germany, then on to Bohemia, Austria, and the Hungarian plains. The cotton industry did not remain in Italy, but spread. While the plants were not compatible with cooler northern climates, spinners and weavers in Germany were able to adapt techniques used for turning flax into a linen to the demands of cotton production. There is speculation by some historians that the knowledge was spread by Italian weavers who immigrated through the Alps into Germany. By the late 14th century, Ulm was the center of the German cotton industry and known for its rigorous quality control. Flax grew easily in northern Europe. There was a large linen industry already in place by the time cotton was introduced. However, there were a few benefits to cotton over linen. In general, cotton is a little stronger than linen. In the case of sales for ships, cotton was preferred because it was lighter than the linen, dried quicker when wet, and was more flexible. This was not enough to make cotton the preferred fabric for all clothes, but it was very useful for the jupon or under-armor padding. A popular weave was fustian. This was achieved by a cotton weft and a linen warp on the looms. The resulting fabric was stitched and stuffed with wadded cotton as padding. This product was useful on the battlefield and in demand, helping drive the cotton industry in Europe until cheaper alternatives were found. While not everyone in Central Europe would wear cotton, we do know the cotton linen blend was popular, and it was quite possible a German would have such a garment in his wardrobe. This week's book recommendation is The Italian Cotton Industry in the Later Middle Ages, 1100 to 1600 by Maureen Fennel Mazzawi. This book has been very useful in this week's episode. The amount of research on cotton in Europe is impressive. Those in amateur circles constantly propagate the misconception that cotton is not appropriate for medieval European reenactors. This book provides an abundance of information disputing that. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and will join us again next week. You can find out a little bit about our historical group at our Facebook page. Just search for Noble Order of the Blue Button. We are the only group with this name. We are a group of friends and family who are passionate about history and enjoy sharing both knowledge and comedy. As mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we also make comedy clips set in the Middle Ages. These can be found on YouTube. Again, search for Noble Order of the Blue Button. And if you prefer, you are welcome to email us at nobleorderofthebluebutton at gmail.com. No spaces, no dots, no underscores. And share any suggestions for topics you would like to hear covered. Thank you very much for listening.